Welcome to Football Paul Bunyan Country. When the Bemidji State football team decides they want to have a fishing tournament, it gets a little murky. Brent Bolte joins us next. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, we're checking in with the head football coach of the DSU Beavers, Brent Bolte. Not often we talk uh, with a football coach during Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, but A, he fishes, and B, he's got a big fishing fundraiser for his program coming up. Brent Bolte, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you having me, Captain. Well, we got this thing started last year, a fishing tournament. Uh, what you call War on the Shore, uh, on the shores of Lake Bemidji. How did uh, that idea come to you, and uh, and uh, it looks like you're, you're ready to go again this year? You know, it's something that we always wanted to do, uh, even when Coach Dash was, was leading the program. It just makes sense to have it in North Country here where we're at. Uh, we did one during the ice fishing season, and we decided to move it to summer. And the War on the Shore, the name of it actually came from a team camp. We always do kind of a big hoop to do with the last day of, of our team camp and the winners of the of the war in the shore from us then they go jump in the lake and sing the fight song it's kind of a cool deal so we kind of just piggybacked off that and uh we kind of ran it last year and and uh, kind of worked out the kinks that i think we had 13 or 14 boats last year and now certainly this year the the interest is definitely elevated and and hopefully we can get a bunch of people out there uh supporting uh, beaver athletics and, and certainly the football program and having a good time well, definitely, Coach Tesh was a, was a big angler, and and uh, you know, um, you, I know you like to angle. Um, so there's a lot of guys and uh, and the coaching staff, past and present, that have been fishermen. Oh, certainly. If I could get out, like my, uh, of course, my boat decided to uh, go on the disabled list through the summer, so I'm I'm going through fishing withdrawals right now. So I'm uh, I need this, but yeah, the whole staff we love to get out. We do a lot of fishing together, and it's just. It's nice to, to be able to go out and get out of the office in such a beautiful area and, and go enjoy the, the outdoors and nature and, and be able to you know, get on the lakes and, and different varieties and shape uh, with the fishing. And it's just been a lot of fun. And one of the things that's really drawn the staff and the players, which recruitment and everything as well. Um, so how does it work? You, I know you can have boats of up, or teams of up to three people. Yep. So with everything going on this year, we're asking everybody, obviously, to go through the foundation. we got it all on social media and, and sign up for the event prior to. You still can do it at day of, but we're not going to do any hard forms. So you can go to the foundation website. You can go to just the football website through or BSU Beavers as well and get the link uh, and be able to get your team. But it's $250 per boat. You can have maximal or max three people per boat. That will include three meal tickets for the post-dinner uh, which we're still working out some de- details with the you know with the COVID pandemic going on of exactly how we're going to feed it, but it'll be down at the tavern on the South Shore is where we'll end up doing that as well. 
Um, so that's what we'll do. The event will start at 7 a.m. That's when the, the check-in for the boats will occur on Diamond Point Park. And then we'll blow the horn. We'll do an inspection for the live well and, and get all the prizes and the, the gift packages out to the boats at that point. And we do keep everybody on the on the on the Bemidji chain of lakes. So if you can get through to the different lakes, you can fish on you know, Stump Bemidji down to you know Irving Car down to to wherever you can get to through the river. And then uh, we wrap the event up at three thirty, and then we do a uh, the happy hour um, at 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 the tavern and the silent auction. And the award ceremony, the, the happy hour is at 4.30, and then the ceremony itself will be at 5.30 with the live auction and things like that. So those are the kind of the layouts of the event itself, and you can fish anywhere. And then we use a, we used, uh, a different app last year. They actually changed their name. So it's a catch-and-release tournament. You certainly can keep your fish. Uh, but we use it's called a hooked app is what they, re, they changed the name to. It's really the exact same uh, as we did last year. So you can take a picture of the fish, and it automatically, you know, gives you the link so it's a link tournament and with the rules we allow you to measure in your top seven walleye and kind of going off the touchdown and then um, we allow three northern pike to be caught it's kind of a different twist so those are kind of a, the bonus fish that have pushed people back and forth to win it last year especially so essentially we take your your top seven walleye your top three northern for your team and get your total length for for the prizes and the winners Okay. Now, I know he's retired, but i got to think uh, Coach Yonner wants to be a part of this. He certainly will be. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on him. He's retired now, so I keep kind of jabbing him. He's got more free time to get out there, so we expect some big things for him. So, uh, But, yeah, he'll be out there for sure. Uh, he's obviously been a, a a great staple for the program, along with Coach Tash, and, and certainly wants to do uh, as much as he can to keep Beaver football going. So, yeah, he'll he'll certainly be a presence um, I did forget to mention the prizes, uh, Kev. So the first place, place prize is a thousand dollars. Second place prize is five hundred. Third prize is two fifty. Um, and then obviously we have a bunch of random gifts that we'll give out. We're also doing kind of a unique thing uh, with the passing of, of Coach Traxler or Dr. Traxler. Uh, the forty-eighth fish will be a special prize. That was his jersey number in college. Oh. Um, so we've got something that is going to be. A really awesome prize is going to be uh, something that we're we're going to wait to announce and get it publicized. But it's going to be a awesome stay and some guided fishing trip opportunities with that. And then I got a kind of surprise the other day. A couple of my former players uh, wanted to add back in, so we uh, one part of the event we're going to add back a big fish. Uh, you know, the biggest walleye caught will be the one that will get a prize. Um, so we got that going, which would be actually named after my dad, who passed away actually. Last year during the event, or past, yeah, I think the funeral was on the event, so I wasn't actually able to be here. So we're honoring a couple of people with Dave, right. and my dad, and then uh, Coach Traxler. So it'd be a couple of nice prizes and a couple of extra benefits for for getting out there. We're talking fishing with the head football coach at Bemidji State University, Brent Bolte. More to come. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Mission Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, Bemidji State University Football Edition. Head coach Brett Bolte joining me today, talking about the Beavers Fundraising Fishing Tournament, The War on the Shore, set for Saturday, July 18th. Is there a maximum uh, number of teams you can handle? You know, I believe that there is, and honestly, at the top of my page, I don't have it. So I'll, I'll, I certainly, we have it on the website, but I think 
for some reason it's 50, uh, but the DNR does have some regulations for that as well. Okay, so, um, but but get registered soon so you're not uh, on the outside looking in, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think right now we've, we've, we've already um, surpassed what we had for last year, I think we're closer to I think, 15 or 18 pre-registered, so with the a few weeks to go, I think we'll end up, uh, we're hoping to get 30 boats is what we, we were kind of shooting for. So hopefully that, that can, can come, come through and hopefully we get a nice day to get people out there. That'll be Saturday, July 18th, the war on the shore. And you, and you start off at Diamond Point and you wrap up over at the tavern. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So the app will shut off for the event at 3.30. That's when the tournament's over. And kind of a neat kind of, uh, function of that app is that they have live scoreboards and like banners that run through like if you caught a fish cab it would automatically update your score tell them what you you know what size what species and then the app actually so the leaderboard updates as you you know turn your fish in and at 2:30 they shut down the, the live scoring update so it's kind of like you know a race for the end to see who who can uh you know, not know who's going to be the winner, so to speak, as you, as you finish it up. So uh, everybody's done at 3.30. That's when the app shuts off. We give you an hour to get back over to the tavern for the social, and then we have the dinner to follow. All right. And the uh, best way to register is just go to the BSU alumni website, correct? Yep, and we certainly have it blasted all over social media as well. Uh, you can actually you can go to the foundation website, or you can also go back to the BSU Beavers under football. We have a link off of that that will direct you back to the foundation website as well. All right. Well, uh, you know, this is a fishing show, but it doesn't mean we can't talk football. I mean, after all, most of our listeners are probably football fans, too. Um, Coach, you, you had a great run. Uh, BSU Beaver football has, in general, had a great run for a long, long time now. Um, you do not have all of the amenities everybody in the, in the conference has, and yet you're right there near the top. Uh, what is the secret to the Beavers' com- competitive uh, nature? I think we just blended back in with kind of the ideology of northern Minnesota. Uh, I take a lot of pride with the blue-collar, hard-working um, class of people that we have up here. It's kind of relatable to a lot of the people and the kids that we recruit. And just it just goes back to the program, just like Coach Tesh developed, and I kind of ran with his ideologies. is they get good people that stay, come from good families, um, obviously need to be talented. But if we get kids that graduate and stay here for four or five years, that's why you're not going to have those big, you know, valleys and peaks, so to speak. You're going to be a pretty, pretty uh, good program if you're able to do that. And we have been able to keep kids here. And then certainly we do have some amenities now. We've got the indoor, and we, we're working on that. Obviously, the stadium is probably the area that we need to <laughs> need to maybe update. But but uh, the kids love it, and they, they know what they're getting themselves into. We really preach that grind-the-axe mentality of, you know, enjoy the process, the workouts, and, and be accountable and preach all that. And I think they, you know, the genuine part of the program and what we sell, we're pretty straightforward. I think that's one of the main reasons. And, and certainly I think we've updated the roster. I think our kids, uh, our talent pool is probably as deep as we ever have had and, and uh, it needs to be because our conference is probably as good as it ever has been too. So it's a lot of good football, and I think we'll have a, a really good product this fall, uh, crossing our fingers that we have everything going smooth and we have a fall, you know. Well, you know, I've never heard a coach say going into a season, yeah, I don't think it's going to look good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I trust your judgment because, uh, you know, uh, results speak for themselves. Where, where do you see your strengths compared to other schools in the conference and where might be some of your challenges? Well, I think if you just go on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, we just got to, A, figure out where we're at with quarterback. Everybody's been asking about Brandon Alt's return and he's working hard and I would, 
you'll see Brandon all on the field sometime this year. If it's first game, second game, third, fifth, whatever, he'll he'll be back. He's just going to get his strength back after he had surgery. Um, but we do return Emmett Enright, so hopefully he can take some strides. And you know, he people forget he was our third string quarterback with very limited you know snaps under center. So he improved as the season went on. So I'm hoping that you know maybe a weakness maybe was our quarterback play last year, just because some inexperiences that can be a strength. I think we'll be really good on the offensive line. In general, um, we return all but two guys. We lost two all-conference kids, but that is a really deep athletic group, maybe a little bit younger. But you know, we got to develop some receivers, and we just got to you know keep working on our overall depth. I'd say on, on offense, we lost some good players. You know, Jake Anderson obviously graduated over there, and, and certainly Joe Woods and Nick Nimi, those two guys in the O-line need to be replaced. But defensively, I think our strength will be on the linebacking core. We return Gabe Ames, who was preseason all-conference, you know, the MVP last year. Uh, Yakub Muhammad was the first or, uh, all-conference player as well, and then I think we got to, you know, certainly replace our, our secondary at, at corner where you lose Mikey Junker, who was a you know multiple-year all-conference plus All-American last year, and then we lost just a lot of depth with Mikey Kennard and it's a lot of other good players that were in the in the two deep. So um, we'll be young there, we'll be talented, but I say that would be where our, our strength and our weaknesses maybe um, as we look at as we dress in the off-season. One of the interesting things I've uh, been reading about is Augustana wanting to make the move to D1 Athletics. Um, that uh, That's an interesting move, small school, but obviously a lot of dollars and an ability to do that. Uh, do you think there'll be a competitive school on the D1 level when that when and if that happens? You know, it's it'd be interesting to see. I think the overall athletic department should be able to be successful. I mean, they have a big enough area. You know, it's comparable to, say, to Fargo and, and – uh, uh, in that sense, you got a, a major booster in Sanford being there with the with the hospital and clinic. So I think they have the revenue sources to do it. It's just it, it, it certainly the money and, and being able to bring the talent to to do it right away. And and uh, you know you've seen the other Dakota schools be able to do it in basketball is quicker and, and been competitive on a national level and gone the NCAA tournament. So I would expect them to do that. You know, fairly quickly with some of the other sports, I think they can do that. You know, football would be interesting. I don't know if they'll. If they'll stay scholarship, if they'll go non-scholarship, um, there's been a lot of rumors out there how they would do it. But um, we certainly have the resources. Wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if they'd be able to come in and, and compete, you know, down the road and in, in, in football as well. We've morphed into football, Paul Bunyan country, and we will continue talking football with Vinci State University Beaver head football coach Brent Bolte. For those of you who are not Beaver fans, you're always welcome to come into the light. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We were talking before we went on the air, what a weird world we've been living through and everybody's trying to adjust. And obviously for you guys, it was a huge adjustment in a lot of ways. Nothing that any other program didn't have to adjust to as well. But what were the biggest challenges for a football program during this COVID-19 shutdown? Yeah, I think the hardest part for us is just the contact with the kids during spring practices. You certainly, you know, the position battles that usually get ironed out, the experience of having those 15 practices plus a live scrimmage that is, is so nice for your transfers or your, you know, your, your freshmen that, that didn't get to play or if they registered their first year. So we, we didn't get to see that. Like, you know, Matt Gross, for example, at fullback was a great football player, was a three-time all-conference player. And we have a bunch of fullbacks on the team, but Kev, I, I couldn't tell you out of that group who's going to be the guy. And you usually kind of get that figured out. So 
that was difficult. And then it was just a different way to, or, or means to communicate. You know, we spent a lot of time on Zoom meetings and recording our installs. And, you know, I think we probably, the crazy thing is we maybe were in contact with our kids more just because we do weekly team meetings or bi-weekly meetings. And then, uh, you know, position coaches are able to, you know, do two or three meetings via Zoom and talk with their guys a week, you know, per week. It's just we physically haven't been able to get our hands on. But the NCAA did allow us um, one concession, I would say, that they made is we actually now that we're open in limited capacity, um, the coaches can actually be in contact with the guys during the summer. So as we got probably 50 guys here right now, we'll probably have 60 or 70 guys once we get back after the 4th and in the end of the July period. But we actually get to do voluntary workouts. So if they request a workout time for us, we can go do you know small group stuff with them. So that's been a benefit. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, down at the stadium, you know, 6 to 8, 6 to 10, somewhere in that range, uh, we make our coaching staff available for the kids and go out and do football stuff. It's not in pads, but it's at least uh, get them in shape and get them moving. So that, that's been a, a, a benefit. But like you said, it was r- remarkably odd not having spring and in, in kind of getting everything evaluated. But everybody's in the same same boat, so I guess you suck it up and get going, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I do know that uh, we had to d- – I think it was a NSIC rule to cut at least one game off the schedule. Has that decision been made yet? Yeah, Division Two. Uh, I believe it's Division Two. Um, we did go to a ten-game schedule, um, so we do open at home now against Wayne State on the twelfth. Is when our first uh, first game will be, and then what they ended up doing, which. I'm not exactly sure what the rationale was, but uh, obviously scheduling is difficult in itself. But then when they cut week one, they took your opponent from week one and actually substituted it in week 11. So this year there won't be a North and South Divisional Champion because we don't play a full North schedule, um, so to speak. So we were supposed to play University of Mary, which bums me out. Like, I love playing Craig. It's fun to kind of have a rivalry with yeah. the coach. So. Uh, we don't get to go to Bismarck, but instead we get to go to Sioux Falls and play Sioux Falls week 11. So that'd be, you know, if it plays out, it should be a huge game for us if we do what we're supposed to do through the, the regular season or through the first nine games. Hopefully that'd be a, a game that has playoff implications as, uh, as things play out. Have you heard anything regarding whether fans can be in the stands and to what level? I have not. I think it's such a fluid dynamic with uh, what's going on with COVID, and I'm just praying that uh, we keep our 10 games. Cause I guess I feel like I was a little bipolar, Kev. I, I, one day I thought we were going to get 11. Next game I swore we weren't going to have one. So I, I'm just praying that we have football in the fall right now just to, to get back and, and get the kids out there. And, you know, I think it's all going to be dependent on region. If there's hot spots, I think they're going to leave it up to individual institutions to, to make that that call out their discretion is what what i've been hearing okay well let's circle back to fishing now because we do know there will be a war on the shore on saturday july 18th again 250 per per boat and up to three people in a boat one more time best uh, place to get registered best place to get registered be on our foundation or alumni foundation website um, just search in uh, the war on the shore and that'll pop up. You can register online. Uh, if you're more apt, if you've been able to go on 
the BSU Beavers website. You can go there, go to the football link, and that is also uh, available to get you um, redirected back over to the foundation office. So, again, you can register the day of the event. We prefer to do it beforehand so we know how many participants and how many bags and stuff uh, for the giveaway stuff to get ready. But you can do it. We'll have a computer down there. You can do it on your phone, and then we'll... Uh, we will do, but one other thing I forgot to mention, Kev, is yeah. we will not be doing any of the rules. Last year we brought everybody out of the boat, boat to do the rules. We'll be sending out all the rules pre-registration. Uh, if the boat's registered day of, they'll get sent that link directly the day of, and I'll have to watch those since um, reducing the amount of people in small areas for the COVID-related uh, COVID, uh, issues. Gotcha. Brett Bolte is the head coach of the Beaver football team. We talk fishing, we talk football, I have to talk football, and we talk fishing again. So that'll do it for now. Hey, Brent, uh, have fun at the tournament, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping to watch some Beaver football this fall. I can't wait. You have a good one. I appreciate it. Well, the long holiday weekend is here. It's going to be plenty hot, so please have plenty of water when you're out there. Have plenty of sunscreen and have a nice, big, floppy hat. Good luck, and we'll talk to you next week. Fish out! Bob Barn, yeah! Country! Country!